communal kitchen was a war zone. During the Stalin time, it was the most dangerous place to be in the kitchen. After Khrushchev came to power, people started moving out from their communal flats into these separate flats. Khrushchev introduced this completely new era. It was called a thaw and for a reason. Like in the winter when you have a lot of snow, but some spots are green, new grasses coming. It was a little bit more liberal than before. Very good time for inspiration. When my father came to the power, he proclaimed that it will be mass construction of the apartment buildings, where in each apartment will be live only one family. The small kitchen, small bathroom. I am Sergei Khrushchev, retired professor from Brown University. My father was Nikita Khrushchev, the head of the Soviet Union from 1953 to 1964. Khrushchev apartments, they're called Khrushchev, five-story buildings, concrete panels, horribly built, very small kitchens. No matter how tiny it was, it was yours. My name is Masha Karp from Leningrad. I worked for the Russian service of the BBC. This kitchen was the place where they finally could get together with their friends and talk at home without fearing the neighbors in the communal flat. One of the reasons why kitchen culture developed in Russia is because there were no places to meet. I'm Edward Chandrovich, venture investor. I'm also a Russian poet. You couldn't have political discussions in public. At your workplace, you couldn't go to cafes. They were state-controlled. A kitchen became a place where Russian culture kept living, untouched by the regime. It was the beginning of dissident kitchens. Kitchen was a for intimate circle of your close friends, and kitchen was relatively safe. I am Alexander Janis, Russian writer and radio journalist. First of all, when you came to the kitchen, you put on the table some vodka and you put something from your balcony, like uh, pickled mushrooms, something pickled. Sour is the taste of Russia. And you just start talking. Kitchens became debating societies. People would crowd over that kitchen table, huddle there. Sometimes there would be KGB agents stationed in the stairwells. During those times, we expected to be arrested any night. We ate plenty of bread, canned food like sprats, a lot of vodka. Tongues got looser. My name is Grisha Freydin, professor of Russian literature at Stanford University. Even to this day, political windbaggery is referred to as kitchen table talk. After politics, literature. Samozdat. Samozdat means self-publishing. A lot of literature was banned, couldn't be published or read openly. It was published on people's typewriters, distributed through kitchens. You put your carbon paper in typewriter, you type the whole book. It wasn't easy to get typewriter, too, because all typewriters must be registered in KGB. A friend of mine got hold of a typewritten copy of Pasternak's Dr. Zhivago. It was 1973. She said, I'm reading it at night. I can't let it out of my hands, but you can come to my kitchen and read it here. 
So I read it in four afternoons. The same thing that happened with some of that books happened with music. It's called Magnetis Dad, recording on tape recording. Some friend got it from another friend, and so on. The most famous was Vladimir Vysotsky, who was Bob Dylan of Russia. That's like you can listen in kitchen. Usually it was the Western music that they wanted to copy. Before the tape recorders, they used the used X-ray film and record music on the X-ray of bones. Bone music. Every kitchen has its own radio. It was a window to the freedom. The Voice of America and BBC. My name is Vladimir Vainovich. My books were circulated in Somersdad, smuggled to abroad. Then foreign radio stations broadcasted it. I heard in the kitchen some BBC was reading my chapters. After that, I was immediately summoned to KGB. My name is Yuli Kim. I'm writer and composer. I wrote this cycle of songs called Moscow Kitchens, telling a story of a group in the 50s and the 60s that are called dissidents, how they began to get together, how it led to protests, how they were detained, forced to leave the country. This is how this subversive thought grew and expanded in the Soviet Union beginning with free discussions at the kitchens. A tea house, a pie house, a pancake house, a study, a gambling dive, a living room, a parlor, a ballroom, and a saloon for a passing by drunkard, the home for a visiting bard to crash for a night. This is a Moscow kitchen, 10 square meters, housing 100 guests. Стаканчик водоря собирались, сидели, покуривали.